where it's at. I got two Dan tables and a microphone. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Where It's At. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host... Dan Hornstein. If you haven't heard us before, this podcast is a music-based podcast for anyone who enjoys music. On this podcast, Dan and I each pick an album for the week. Uh, we listen to it, then we come together and give a brief bio of the artist, then discuss why we picked it and have a conversation about it. And real quick, before we get into today's episode, you can find us online. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Pockets 21. You can find Dan at Dwight Privilege. And you can also send us an email at wherepod at gmail.com. Now that all the business is out of the way, I want to welcome our guest today, Chad Alexander. Yay, May. Chad, you were laughing. You didn't know that my Instagram handle was Dwight Privilege? Yeah, but I, it was, I, you know, you, you got to be really, really careful about making sure that D <laughs> comes through at the beginning. Well, yeah, I want to be found. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I don't want him going to those other accounts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like that, uh, Dwight. Yeah. As an Eisenhower. Yes, that's please. correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a name you don't hear very often anymore. Dwight Eisenhower. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Dwight D. Eisenhower. Yes, Dwight Dwight Eisenhower. Which stands for Delano. He had the same middle name as FDR. Interesting. Not a lot of people know that because no. it's, fa- it's false. Uh, not a lot of Delanos not a, out there. Delano didn't stick around. <laughs> uh, okay, so, Dan, do you want to give uh, Chad a description of why we picked the word Sniggles for our singles? Hi, Chad. Hi. Uh, how's it going? <laughs> It's <laughs> great. <laughs> Chad, thank you for coming and doing uh, the podcast. I, I, I am going to get to Sniggles really quickly, but before I do that, I'm going to totally derail us. Oh, boy. Because uh, Chad, no, Chad texted me today, and Chad said that it warmed his heart listening to a previous episode uh-huh. that we also knew about Wesley Willis, because Chad knows about Wesley Willis. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> And I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. This was kind of unplanned, but, uh, you know, one of the comments I made was that everybody has a Wesley Willis story, either about, like, how they found out about Wesley Willis or, or how they got exposed to it or something. So how did you hear about Wesley Willis? Like, that's that's got to be something kind of interesting to hear. My friend Will, I had, a, I, I had a poker game over at my house, and uh, this was mid 2000s this is a long time ago and uh people just kept putting like (laughs) yeah peak wesley willis like and people just kept bringing like people brought cds because that's what you did at the time you brought cds and 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 uh will had a a wesley willis cd that got put on at some point in the evening and it took a long time to register what was happening (laughs) and we were on like maybe the third song and <laughs> and a, and someone literally f- like fell out of a chair and broke the table. What? And <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it hit it somehow it hit the, it hit them so hard. They kicked back, fell over, kicked the chair the or, or kicked the table, broke the table. <laughs> game was over. And we were like, what the hell is this on the radio right now? <laughs> it's like this beast comes out when it's 25 zero. degrees below zero outside. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like how Mark's like, yeah, I know that one. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> Rock and roll McDonald's. Oh, yeah. And then that became, it was a fantastic thing to do to drive to drive to the drive-thru at McDonald's blasting <laughs> rock and roll McDonald's. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> and just the people at the drive-thru going like, what is happening right now? Like 19, 20 years old, heading to McDonald's, listening to Wesley Willis. That's, that's, that's Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. And I... The the image of Wesley Willis and the callus on his forehead yeah. that yeah. formed from headbutting people yep. is the best thing ever. <laughs> like if you headbutt somebody or you headbutt people so many times that you form a callus. <laughs> yeah. It's the best thing. The only time it doesn't look weird is Ash Wednesday. <laughs> 
but I mean, like the middle of his forehead looks like a farmer's thumb. It's <laughs> yeah, disgusting. it's just it's just boom. It's like right there. <laughs> so okay, so thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I think everybody who knows Wesley Willis has an interesting. Here's how I heard about this artist kind of story. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's so. It just catches you by surprise yeah. that it's 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 like singed into your memory how you first hear that. So I appreciate you sharing that. Thanks and for prolific listening. the number of songs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the number of songs that you can produce with uh, with 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 just drum Cas- loops yeah, and yeah, a keyboard. Yeah, with just a Casio. <laughs> yeah. You know, like uh, the pre-programmed settings. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, like if you don't think you can make it, you're yeah. slipping. Like get after <laughs> it. <laughs> It is not hard to write a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like SoundCloud, we need Wesley Willis too. It needs yeah. to happen. I don't. Is he still around? I mean, this is I Wesley Willis passed away. Oh no, yeah, he passed okay. away. He had leukemia, I believe. But I mean that that legend is forever. Yeah. So Sniggles, Dan. Okay, so <laughs> now let's get to the format of the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so every week, Chad, we have a segment that we call Sniggles. We call it Sniggles because we uh, we review a new single. Mark and I each pick a single from uh, an artist that's coming out, and we talk about that one specific song before we get into any other buddies, anybody's albums. And uh, the reason we call it Sniggles is because it's it's uh in tribute to a guy that i used to live next door to who was a rock writer in seattle in like the late 80s early 90s and wrote for the the grunge explosion he in fact in fact there was the same guy that told me about wesley willis <laughs> was uh was the guy that was there he was he knew like all the beat poets in seattle and shit too it was really cool and uh the story he tells is when cameron crow was filming the movie singles in seattle everybody that was involved it was like members of pearl jam soundgarden Alan and chains they were all in the movie and they all thought it was the silliest thing and just were not into it at all uh so they called it sniggles behind cameron crow's back just to kind of make fun of it and so we call our segment sniggles as well and now you know the history let's dive into the sniggles this week mark what did you pick you go first but i picked a flight facility song by their one uh called lights up by channel trace and I haven't listened to a flight facility song in probably seven or eight years. Last time I heard something by them was like a dubstep remix that someone did as one of their songs back when dubstep wasn't a dead genre like it is now. <laughs> <laughs> and a, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I l- back when dubstep was in its optimus prime. Yes. <laughs> Cause it sounds like transformers. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I've, I've, I've heard of flight facilities. And so I saw that they had come up with a new single. I was like, okay, I want to check this out because I do like electronic music and I like channel trace. I think he's got a great voice, especially when it mixed with dance music. Cause he's got that low, like baritone deep thing going on and it's just really smooth and really catchy. Um, I thought this was a great song. I'm going to check out the rest of the album. We might even review the whole album if I really dig it that much. Uh, what did you guys think about it? Chad, did you get a chance to listen to it? I, I listened to all of the everything. Yes. It was all you're such a it good, was all fantastic. You're such a good guest. Yes. I thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, for one, I gotta I gotta talk about the term dubstep remix because, like, really, how do you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, this this spoke to my early 20s because I once again really, really wanted to buy a Mitsubishi Eclipse for whatever reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a real it's a real deep cut for those that know for that those that know. outstanding. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and literally only drive. Uh, that that eclipse uh, <laughs> blasting this song, but strictly between the hours of 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. That's like that's like the prime time for this kind of a song. Yeah, Dan, what were your thoughts? I man, I didn't I didn't get into this. Okay, I was uh, I wrote down when I first listened to it. I said this sounds like the kind of thing that I would dance alone to in the kitchen while I'm cooking pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, don't don't sleep on Totino's though. Yeah, like, like, but then I would like burn my mouth on it before the song's (laughs) over, and it would. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like Totino's. Like, please. The Krispy Crust? Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Totino's, have the best worst evening yes. of your life. That's great. <laughs> That's, That's a great That should be their slogan. Yeah. Like, Totino's, it'll do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I celebrate average times. Come on. So I gave it uh, four beards. I really liked it. Dan, what did you think? I, I gave it one and a half beards. So if I'm being if yeah. I'm being a little more critical, um, I thought it was a very short song. Like the vibe didn't get too developed um, outside of the phone call uh-huh. at the beginning, and then kind of where it went from there. Um, it's not without its merits. I liked the way that he did the backing vocals along with it, but I just felt like the song didn't have any oomph, mm-hmm. any anything to take it anywhere. And if they're going for just building out a groove and letting the groove go then don't cut it off at three minutes. Let the groove continue and give me a chance to really get into yeah. the zone with that. So I felt it was a little too short. Yeah, that's a valid um, thing. I thought it was too short too, but not enough to knock it down too far. And and it just, well, it just didn't, you know, nothing was there to really hook me and, and draw me in. Mm-hmm. We're we're going to talk about the internet yeah. here in a little bit. And comparing it to that, I wanted this to sound more like <laughs> that. that. And it's, so it could yeah. have just been where I was this week. And, yeah. you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into my thoughts on the internet here shortly, but, you know, a little bit of a teaser. When I go from the internet to this, it's... Oh, it's, it's vastly different. It falls flat. Yeah, yeah it just really <laughs> fell flat for me. Okay. Yeah, and I listened to this first okay. before I listened to anything else uh, in the lineup for the for the show today. And even my first thoughts were, it's like, it's 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 really, really too sparkly clean. It's too perfect in time. Mm. And it's, it, you just don't feel any kind of tension with the song. And I like tension and time and things like mm-hmm. that. So like perfect time with like really clean, everything so, like tones really well produced, like the vocals. I was like, it, it just, it feels, it feels like it needs to break something somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So fuck you, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you all next week. Good night, everybody. (laughs) I give this one three radlets. (laughs) So, what did you you rate the song, Chad? Oh yeah, Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, let's let's go back to my let's go back to my modified grading system. I'll give it like uh, a half a mustache. Half a mustache. It's a half a (laughs) half a mustache. So, Dan, what did you pick for the right. sniggle? So, so, my sniggle for the week was Tom Morello and Pussy Riot doing a song together called Weather Strike. Uh, Tom Morello, as everybody knows, famed guitar player of Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. as well as Audio Slave, as well as the, uh, what's what was the band that he was in with Chuck D and the guy from Cypress Hill, uh, Prophets of Rage, uh, which was not good. And then there's... <laughs> I saw him in concert for cheap and it was, it was not, I, I think I left early. Uh, it was so unmemorable, <laughs> you know, it's it. And I'm going to get to this in just a second. All right. So then there's that. And then there's, there's the band pussy riot and pussy riot is a punk rock Russian group mm-hmm. that was famous for spending a lot of time in jail and like going through hunger strikes in Russia and shit like that and protesting the government. Um, which is really funny because I, I looked it up in Wikipedia just to see a little more information on, on pussy riot. Cause I always knew them as the punk band from, Russia. Yeah. That was like a feminist punk band that went to jail for being feminist. Yeah. And uh did you know that they got arrested and charged with hooliganism? Yes. Which I think is just <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Uh like if I'm going to prison, I want to go to prison for being a hooligan. <laughs> like that's the only way that I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna plead guilty. Uh, and I'm gonna take the full sentence because I because that's the most hooligan thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, like one of my lifelong dreams is to get accused of being in cahoots with somebody. <laughs> yes. That yes. needs to be like a legal charge. And like, how cahoots. great would it be to be in cahoots with a hooligan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. That's it's just the best. topped out at that point. Um, yeah, in cahoots with hooligans that engage in shenanigans. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> at that point, it's perfect. So uh, so Tom Morello and, and Pussy Riot together with the song Weather Strike. Um, how does Tom Morello not get sued for self plagiarism at this point that, in his career. Uh, well, that's, that's precisely what I thought. <laughs> I thought this is just rage against the machine with pussy, right? It's I, I, I hear it a bit differently. Okay. Um, it's 
every time that I hear him pop up on a track, like, yes, it's extremely familiar. It sounds it sounds iconically like him. He can't sound anything. He can't sound like anything other than him, no matter what he's playing. And it still somehow doesn't get tired. Like to me, it just, it doesn't, I, I never hear like a Tom Morello appearance on a track somewhere and just go like ah, repetitive. It feels the same, but it's still somehow different and new and it feels fresh on this song. And I don't know if it's the mix of with the uh, with the female vocalists or just the fact that, like, I'm really in a mood to break stuff uh, here lately. So <laughs> hearing Tom Morello's guitar, I'm like, oh, joy, I'm smashing stuff today. <laughs> OK, so. <All> right. <laughs> OK, I I felt first impression was like, this is just more of the same from Tom Morello. It was nice to hear something new. But then again, it didn't like tick all the check boxes for me. I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't think it was great. It was just very right there in the middle. It wasn't super memorable, but it wasn't terrible either. So I was, I, I think I went into it hearing, Oh, Tom Morella. I think I had a higher expectations that I should have. And I kind of let myself down somewhat, but I'll give it two and a half beards. Yeah. And I got to, I got to side a little bit with Mark on this one in that there were, there were parts of it that I enjoyed, but overall, there wasn't the umph. And I, I listened to this a few times in a row to try to figure out what was the missing thing. And to me, it boils down to two parts. I think I, I'm I'm pretty sure that these are these are non uh, Rage Against the Machine members on the track along with Tom. And when I really started to listen to it again, I was like, this is they're they're trying their best. Mm-hmm. They really are. There is something about the combination of Tom Morello and you know Tim Comerford and Brad Wilk that Tim and Brad bring such an energy that whatever Tom is doing, it's supported so well and it's held up so well. And I just felt like that was really, they were trying, they just didn't quite catch it on this. Um, it, it just didn't have whatever that je ne sais quoi is that those two guys <laughs> together can do that make it so amazing. And, uh, you know, it's just, there's an energy that was missing to me on this. I thought that the riff could be totally epic, but it felt a little tired in some points. Um, but I also really liked the vocals. I thought that the pop kind of sensibility of what the, uh, the, I, I'm going to totally botch her name if I try to pronounce it cause she's Russian, but the singer for pussy, right? Mm-hmm. What she was doing on top of it, I thought was really tasteful. I thought the bridge was really cool. Um, but ultimately I'm going to give it two and a half star, mm-hmm. two and a half beards. It's just kind of right sitting in the middle for me. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a three. Okay. Um, you know, I'll give it a goatee and some scruff, but uh, <laughs> but I I sent you guys. It's a great point you made about the rest of the Rage Band as a mm-hmm. whole, and the same thing. I mean, it's the same band through Audio Slave, but I sent you guys the video for Tom Morello's Fender signature sessions mm-hmm. when they came out with his signature guitar, and he basically played like a melody of the best of. Uh, of of all the stuff that he's worked on, and uh, it's the same thing. Like they kind of they they did okay, but it's missing that bounce and that lock in between the two yeah. of them. So, Chad, what album did you pick for this week? I picked Blue Weekend by Wolf Alice. Oh, woo-hoo! So, tell me a little bit about Wolf Alice and why you picked them because I had never heard of them till you picked it. This I. 2020 sucked um we were all waiting for new stuff to happen not enough artists were in the studio working on new stuff mm-hmm. uh it was a great time to do it not a lot of people did it and i really feel like wolf alice took this time to go make a freaking masterpiece this is one of the best albums i have heard in a very very long time uh, for a band that I found accidentally through probably Pandora. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, complete accident. Um, I really, really loved their the the kind of duality of the band with this singer who could have like the sweetest voice and then go into complete screaming rage yes. through <laughs> a bullet mic drenched with like layers of reverb and all this other stuff and 
the clean guitars that go into wailing walls of feedback and both of those happening at the same time. <laughs> and you're like, what is happening? And, uh, I, I ended up going as I typically do. If I find like a song that I like, I'll go watch a full concert on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I am in. So this, I was really, really anticipating the release of this record. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it might be, easily top three for me, depending on what happens for the rest of the year. But Ooh, okay. Well, I can, so little bio on Wolf Alice. Cause I have it, I have it pulled up. If anybody's not familiar, they are a UK alternative rock band started in 2010. Originally, this is their third record blue weekend, uh, coming on the heels of their two other records. Their first one being my love is cool. And then which we came out in 2015. And then their second record came out in 2017 and that's called visions of a life. So this is now, uh, we're at about three, almost four years since their last record that this one is being released blue weekend. And I think it was confirmed today, like, I I don't know when this is going to come out, but uh, June 14th, I think is today was the day it was confirmed. It was number one in the UK. Okay. And it's their first number one album. Nice. So um, I have to say when I first, I had no idea what this was going into it. The first listen through, I was kind of like, okay, this really isn't striking a chord with me until the latter half of the album. And then I really got more interested. And then on each subsequent listen through it just kept growing on me i don't know i don't know originally know why but every time i go back and listen to it i hear something new that i'm like okay i get drawn in even more particularly on like track seven and eight my two favorite tracks it's just it i think they're very unique from everything else that they do like uh the the play the greatest hits to me sounds like powder puff girls on meth (laughs) (laughs) and i just love that song it's such a good song and then feeling myself i think it's a fantastic song and it's it's weird because i have this like love hate relationship with the song because i feel like the song doesn't want doesn't know what it tries to be or it doesn't have an idea of what it's trying to be it's like part steely dan part hipster irony and part electro weirdness but somehow it all comes together in like this perfect amazing song and it's just so good because the first time I heard it, I was like, this is bizarre. And then the chorus comes in. I was like, oh, damn, this is amazing. Oh, you're talking about on, on uh, feeling yeah. myself? Yeah, um, that's if if you want to really get into like the nitty, the nitty gritty of like the details of how the band uses uh, effects, mm-hmm. that's probably one of the best examples and listen to it through like a really, really great pair of speakers because you're going to start to hear the layers of very selectively applied reverb mm-hmm. harmonies. Um, it, even on the snare, it's interesting if you listen really close when they use reverb on the snare, when they don't. And the, the decay and the, and the overlap with different sections of the song with uh, the reverb trails and things like that. It's like there's one part of the song that has it's every other snare hit that has reverb applied and the rest of it's dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to even hear uh, Ellie's even vocals, even to hear like Ellie's vocals, because you'll occasionally go from like, there's usually a lot of reverb and a lot of, of harmonization with her vocals. But when they choose to leave it just bone dry yeah. and right in your face, it is amazing. She She's one of the best vocalists out right now. And to be in this genre of music, uh, to just have your vocals out there with nothing on them. Yeah. It's, it sounds amazing. It's impressive. Yeah. So I was familiar with Wolf Alice. I had when their first record came out. My love is cool. I listened to it and really liked it. It had that very nineties vibe that I am just completely drawn into. Um, a lot of similarities with that record Mark. And like when we reviewed some teenage wrist. Okay. Um, in terms of how they were able, like their early stuff is, is, is a lot more like fuzz driven, has a little more energy to it mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I wasn't as big of a fan of their second record visions of a life when it came out. I will say though, that after listening to blue weekend, this new release, I went back and listened to their old catalog again. And I really, 
time has been good to Visions of a Life. I, I kind of changed my opinion on that record. I enjoyed it a lot more this go round than when it first came out in 2017. And I, I think some of that is because of the way that I was listening to Blue Weekend too. Um, this this record feels like such a departure to me from a lot of their other stuff. It's, I mean, a, the the big fuzzy sound is is still there in pieces, but um, it's it's a lot more mellow of a record overall. The vocals to me, uh, to your point, Chad, are the real star of the show here. This is this is a very just vocally lush album all the way through. There's some incredible harmonies. There's some great singing. There's some cool like layering, some vocal effects that are getting done. Uh, some things that I absolutely loved on it. It's almost like they went from, from alternative into a little more shoegaze. And now they're into like this kind of uh, dream pop territory that yeah, I yeah, like yeah. a lot. And, and uh, you made a point when we talked about, Wolf Alice at some random open mic that uh, it reminded you of one of the tracks or something like reminded you of Smashing Pumpkins. But I do like this record is full of that that really tense push and pull Mm -hmm. um, that like Siamese Dream had uh, melancholy like it's even in the context of one song, you'll feel this kind of push and pull energy between two dynamics and you're like, is it going to, is it going to, is about to explode? Is it not? And then it just never does. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the next track and it's rage and you're like, <laughs> you're like, okay, okay. Uh, but it took me a long, it took me a while to realize. And today I listened through the entire thing again and I came to, to the realization like, Oh, this in a very rare instance for today's music, this album is an arc. This album tells the same story. And from beginning to end, you're like, oh, this is a breakup. Yeah. <laughs> like the entire record is a breakup and all of the stages of the breakup. And you're like, do I like you get to like track seven or eight and it's like, I fucking hate you, but I kind of still <laughs> yeah. have you around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to find a way to like come to terms with the fact that I hate your face, but I still want you here. Yeah. Um, because like the way they released the singles, the two singles from the record, the first single was the last man on the earth. And for that to be your first single to me, when I heard it, I was like, this feels like that nineties. This is the last track on the album. Like the weight that the last track oh, on a record okay. used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, like if, if you go back and think about a lot, a lot of albums in the nineties, they had that farewell song yeah. on the record. Yeah. Yeah. And like like Odelay had Ramshackle or uh Pearl Jam's 10 had release Luna yeah. um hell the, even the, uh Alien from Bush 16 Alien. I'm yes. sorry that song. Hey, say it what you want to about Bush. Song. That song's a fucking banger, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it is a great great song and the vibe that you commit like even even when you get into other genres uh the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Like that mm-hmm. the, the 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 last track which is the Miseducation of Lauren Hill has that sort of goodbye kind of feeling to it and to lead off your singles with that song and then when the album releases you're like oh that's track like eight i think it's nine yeah but you're, you're or close. nine yeah it's nine but it feels it felt like where is this going if that's your leadoff single and then you heard smile and you're like okay okay <laughs> like this is this is different it's a different energy Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, smiles I, the one that reminds me of the old wolf Alice. That's kind of like the only time to me that they really go back to that. Well, of their, their older stuff. Everything else feels like such a progression forward to me. I felt like play the greatest hits and probably almost intentionally due to the title of the song was more in line with that. Is that the other heavier one. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. punkish. Okay, punk- that's, yeah. that's yeah. Those two are the only two kind of glimpses of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. There's times where some of this even reminded me of like arcade fire, uh, yeah. a little bit in, in that respect, like, um, the suburbs or, or neon Bible kind of. Yeah. 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 Um, the, all, all of the different kind of homages to everyone kind of in their camp. Uh, but yeah, with, with, with smile, like the precision on her, enunciation on the vocals I feel is like a new territory with where she is as a vocalist 
I think she's I think she's crushing it right now as a vocalist. Oh, when yeah. I was when I went back and listened to those first two records, the vocals were good. She went from being a good singer to really the star of the show on this record. And that's why I said the vocals just stole the, the whole thing. Um, there's like the vocals on the great harmonies on songs like safe from heartbreak were really, uh, mm-hmm. some of the things that caught me. Um, how can I make it? Okay. Had a different kind of vocal delivery. Uh, so she's, I mean, she's growing in her range and trying different styles of singing and stuff. And I was really drawn to that. Um, there's, and, and with how can I make it? Okay. I, we are so back in the eighties. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. that like sort of pan flutish keys thing happening on that song. Yeah. Loved that song. I loved it for <laughs> that. Um, other things that I loved about it, the production is just stellar across this record. Um, I like the, the bass in no hard feelings, how it's, yeah crystal clear it's like up front in the mix um just gorgeous i mean chad chad's a tone head and he's he's always going to talk about guitar tone and bass tone to me and that's one of the things i wanted like when that bass tone came up i was like oh this is why chad likes this (laughs) (laughs) yeah well the bass tone but also the subject matter of the song and that it's structured like a lullaby on no hard feelings like that that entire bass line and that sort of circular feel and the to match the to match the subject matter of the song with that sort of feeling of like a lullaby trying to like make it okay in the vibe of the song mm-hmm. like i know i'm getting like into like es- like really kind of weird <laughs> things Dude, i'm picking it. up on the vibe but it's like i don't that- ever pick up on lyrics and lyrical content when i hear music i'm i'm horrible at that and so it's refreshing to hear that that's what makes an impact on somebody when they're listening to it is the subject matter of the song. Cause I stuff like you're talking about with the whole breakup arc. I never, that just never would have occurred to me. Um, yeah. Um, go back and listen to it again from start to finish. And yeah, once it, once I, once I kind of felt that I was like, Oh, now it, it suddenly like pulled everything into big, into better focus from start to finish. Yeah. Um, cause I'm, a, I'm an art guy, Dan. That's how I write my sets. So of course I can, <laughs> of course I'm, I'm looking for an arc. <laughs> so, um, what did you give it for as far as ratings? Oh, me? Yeah. Five, five. Okay. Dan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not far behind. I gave it four and a half beards. Um, the production alone is this is, this is like a masterclass in production. Even when they get into the big shoegaze wall of sound, mm-hmm. like a lot of other bands do, it's so easy to lose quality and clarity of what's going on when you do that. And it's, it's typically when you have like that massive amounts of reverb being thrown at you. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes I like it when it all washes together, but I really appreciated that even when they were doing that on this, I could articulate every line of what was going on and I could pin and take it and pick it out and go, well, that's, that's this guitar. That's that guitar. That's the bass. That's this effect going on. Um, it was really just neat. So I gave it four and a half beards. I gave it four. Um, I thought it was great. Not my favorite, but it's still solid. One of the best albums I've heard so far this year. Um, as far as a new release goes, um, I'm definitely going to keep listening to that again and again <laughs> easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could see myself deducting one point because it's going to make me buy a Fender Jaguar. But <laughs> <laughs> I got to like the last track, the, like the beach part two with those re- like that really clean Jag tone. Uh-huh. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to buy one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you mentioned that. I think the only reason why I'm giving this a four and a half and not a five is um, the beach part one. I really wanted it to keep going. I, the, when they, and I get, and you know, I'm, I know there's an intent to why they, they hit builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and just kind of like ends. And if you're talking about the arc, it's probably very much catering into that because it's, that's indicative of a lot of how relationships go is they build and build and build and they never end with anything climactic. It's always just a, yeah. a bird, not yeah. a bang. And so I'm, I'm fine with that. But every time I listen to it, I'm like, no, keep going. <laughs> and so yeah, it, it gives it, me it, a little, a little bit of, Aah! 
Yeah. It, I, I think if I remember correctly, it almost ends like in this uh, THX, the audience is listening kind of like wall. And it just drops. It just hits and it drops and there's a little bit of, of, of de- like whoosh, kind of decay sound going on. Yeah. And then uh, right into delicious very brief things. And then, yeah, right into that after. Where you're met with the line, extravagance disguised as elegance is boring. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that line. I didn't catch that. I never hear lyrics. I never picked the up The lyrical content of this album is top notch. Like go read go. the lyrics and it's well worth it. I will. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll excuse myself and gushing about this album again. <laughs> <laughs> understandable. Understandable. So Mark, you yes. picked, I picked ego death by the internet. And I first got into the internet probably three or four years ago. I can't remember exactly how long ago, but three or four years ago, roughly I just wanted some really good chill music. So I started creating my chill playlist. I, you know, you follow that on Apple music. Damn. I do. And it's like, um, it's now like 30 some hours of just chill music. Cause I'm just like, Every every couple of weeks, if I find something I'm like, oh hey, I could chill out to that, I throw it on there. While at the beginning of my chill music list, I heard about the internet through one of my friends, and I was like, this is freaking amazing. I got to throw this on here. And so over the years, I just keep listening to more and more. And then their vocalist Sid is a phenomenal vocalist, and she's done guest spots with other artists like Kate Trinata, and she has her own solo like R and B album, which is really good too. And so I really just loved like the vibe of that music. Uh, her vocals, Sid's vocals are what really drew me into this group. Like, okay. It's, it's the, the, the silkiness and just like the softness of her voice, just the way she sings just really instantly drew me in. And the way I could just sit back and you can relax to just listening to this. I could listen to the whole thing. And by that time of the end, I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you talk about chill music, but what a way to get dropped into an album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like song one, you just get dropped into the shit. Like it's a Stephen King novel. <laughs> and, uh, like, <laughs> like immediately, like first note, boom, bass. And she just comes in. She's like, now she want to fuck. fuck with yeah. me. Yeah. Like, oh, we're, we, we we're, we're there we're in yeah we're in yeah <laughs> this is this is no this is full-on intercourse yeah, <laughs> yeah. no foreplay yeah. sir <laughs> it's like it's like it's like you just turned on wrestling as yeah. the elbow drop hits from the top <laughs> rope like, like look like oh. i don't pay attention to lyrics i caught that line yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah hard yeah, i heard miss. that one i was like ooh. <laughs> so yeah i and then i was like go on <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, yeah, i i love this album you don't say yeah talking to the album while it's playing like really <laughs> well i do that anyway but, but as, then what did you do yeah <laughs> um but as like a, a 1940s like gangster like really really <laughs> yeah <laughs> that <laughs> become the guy or, from the or, Ten or, Commandments. Yeah. It's like, mm, where's your Moses now? <laughs> or not, not, not a, uh, not a gangster, but like the guy that used to do the voiceovers for the newsreels. <laughs> like <laughs> this just in bad. The internet comes yeah. out with new album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and apparently she does want to fuck with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. It's like something Conan would do. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Oh my goodness. What's I just laugh? Come on again now. Uh yeah, so I feel I li- I like the production of this album. Um track list. I could go through ten tracks on here that I think are top notch. Um my personal favorites are girl. Uh, just saying I tried and Gabby and talk about another like breakup song. Just saying I tried that song's just like, I like how that song like starts off the first half of it is like, Oh, Hey, you, you like, you want to come back to me, but I don't love you anymore. I'm not dealing with you. And it gets to the end. Like, well, maybe we could be together when like all this impossible shit happens. <laughs> I just like the, yeah, right. <laughs> but so many of the songs on this record, you get like a two for one. Right. And, and uh, on on that specifically, you start off with that like really the the bass groove with really trashy drums. Yes, just just gross, trashy, sick drums. And uh, and then you have that like break at the middle of the song, and you get into a very clean 
uh, program drum loop. Mm-hmm. It felt like a program drum loop uh, with those clean guitars. And now it's mm-hmm. like, oh, there's hope, but still not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like what you're talking about, Chad. I felt like a lot of the songs were almost two parts. They were almost in two halves. Yeah. yeah. And, and that they would, you know, you get to this midpoint and all of a sudden there's this big tonal shift in the whole track. And, and it's almost like you get, they could have extended this and could have made each one, except that it goes so well together. Um, I don't know. I, I, I listened to this. I ended up, I'll be honest. I had already started listening to the Wolf Alice record mm-hmm. before we decided to cover it this week. So I was already a little bit on the head and I listened to this record a lot more this week. Uh-huh than I did listening to Wolf Alice. Um, and it, and ultimately, I'm gonna, I ended up rating them the same. But what drew me into this record in particular was how rare is it, from my limited experience at least, to hear this much jazz influence yes. on oh, yeah. a modern pop record, pop slash R and B it's, it's there sometimes, but it's not as heavy as this. I mean, this to me is Neo jazz and Neo soul mm-hmm. just well, those- kind of packaged up and it's so well done. And it's proof that you can have, you can have music that is incredibly catchy and has a pop sensibility, but has a complexity to it. There's, there's a strategy when I listen to this about how as you go and it's, it's, it's interesting because the jazz influence to me increases as the album goes from track one on. Mm-hmm. And by the time it's, it's reaching like track 12, like special affair or, or, and as it goes from like that point on in the rest of the album, uh, it's almost like a different, it, it, it becomes a different thing. It's, it's more of that jazz influence to it. And, um, I just fucking, I loved it, man. I, I thought this was really cool. It's all in the time. It's all in the time. And uh, I more, a lot of people will overlook this, but the dynamics between specifically what a drummer and bass player do together, Christopher Smith and Patrick Page are so ace on this entire record and locked in together. And as much as the dynamics shift, those are the through lines through every track. Those are the things that stay the most consistent. Occasionally, the drums will get like really, really trashy, mm-hmm. and we're going to put a lot of drive on the on, on the preamps for the mics that are on the drums. It's going to get really, really dirty, but that bass anchors everything in that same sort of reality, and we keep that that feel throughout the entire thing. And not to overlook like what Steve Lacey's doing on guitars, it's like those those really clean big That's chords yeah. and you can hear that yeah. you can hear the dynamic shift you talk about jazz the chords that the guitar playing really stay out of the way and that mellotronish keyboard will do a lot of the the jazzy really improvising like we're gonna play some notes that aren't gonna sound right but it's gonna sound right <laughs> yeah. but it and sounds so right yeah, yeah. it Damn, sounds God. so so perfect and then occasionally uh, Steve Lacey will just drop one of these like these gospel church chords mm-hmm. and and for a blip you get it for a blip when there's a break and then he'll go back to like okay now we're being normal we're normal again <laughs> yeah but just that like sneaky, did you do something diminished <laughs> yeah that sneaky what did you do something mm-hmm. yeah and then that's so, what gets oh man it's so rich and the t- I mean I, I paid more attention to the guitar than the, the bass and the drums um, just because it's where my ear went yeah and it's, uh, man, yeah, just that clean sound that's like sprinkled throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just ab- outstanding. I thought this this is a great, this was such a cool way to kind of kick off summer. Yeah. Officially. <laughs> yeah. This is such a good summer album yeah. to me. Like I was listening to this. I was like, fuck, they should have called this the weekend. Like <laughs> this is that good. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this this was this is great. This is one of my favorite albums. I I gave it five five beards. I think it's just top of the line production. Everything is just great all the way through, start to finish. Yeah, I gave it four and a half beards um, only because uh, Janelle Monae is on it, and I know I never have a shot with her. But Janae, Janelle, if you're listening, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna post something, tag her on it. I'm here. Okay, just know I'm I'm everything you do is great. I even right. 
That's yeah. You you gotta you gotta croon. You gotta croon, Dan. Uh, I mean, you gotta. I'm t- Casey Jojo. That's what you gotta come in with, girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's Mark. Mark has a Mark has a thing for that. Whenever he's talking about music, he's like, it's a certain songs just have like. Oh a yeah, sexy yeah. Vibe. There's 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 certain songs like the the whole Chromio album, uh, Business Casual. The entire song is summed up in two words: Hey, girl. That's the entire yeah. album. <laughs> Yeah, like 45 minutes of music is just, Hey girl, that's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm at best like a background singer. Like I want to do karaoke with somebody and do that song where it's like, no matter what I do, <laughs> I think about. but I just want to be like in the background going, Oh, oh. yeah. That's Yeah. All I want to do is that's fill all in I like, want to do is just, Oh <laughs> yeah. Just the, just the screaming, just the, Whoa! just that for no reason out of nowhere yeah. out of context let's do it on garth brooks i don't care i'll do that <laughs> um what did you what was your rating chad uh I, i'll give it a four and a half okay um hell yeah only only because it's a dumb reason but like some of the transitions it's really really cool but some of the transitions mid-track just feel so jarring and it's like i get it um but i also don't (laughs) because it's like we're grooving and everything is great and that baseline i'm addicted to and then we just get weird and now there's phasers on everything (laughs) and that's my favorite part (laughs) that's like the thing i like the most about it i mean we have the same score but like for different reasons it really is i i because i i think i like more uh avant-garde type stuff and so anytime any artist is willing to change gears at the drop of a hat and do something that's completely unexpected like that. Yeah. Especially if it's, if it's something that makes me listen and go, Oh, how did they think to do that here? If I'm, if I'm drawn with that kind of curiosity mm-hmm. to it, then I'm, I'm automatically more inclined to enjoy it just because of that fact versus something that kind of plays by the, you know, paint by numbers, uh, songwriting. I'll still enjoy a lot of that, but man, if you can shake it up, if you can, if you can throw something, just a a 180 in there for me, brother, I am, I am into that. It's like, Oh, we're getting weird. Let's get creepy. Let's get (laughs) like, let's fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like take it up a notch. Let's make an inside out grilled cheese sandwich and burn our fingers while we listen to this. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think? uh, uh, What did you think then when we got to like penthouse cloud? That's like the second to last track. And that's like the first, my favorites. It's like the first time you hear a distorted guitar tone anywhere on the record. Yeah, I liked I liked Penthouse Cloud a lot. I liked the guitar line that was going on. I liked it. Um, it's it's the same uh, kind of guitar tone that you hear whenever a lot of R and B people do it. Like it reminded yeah. mm-hmm. me of uh, when Outkast did Funky Ride on like Southern Playlistic. That's like this, it has this like long guitar solo, but it's like the exact same tone as that. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of every R and B guitar when they use it they go for that tone and yeah uh, and and it's fine but i liked what i liked about penthouse cloud was it was it was lower in the mix and it was it was there was nice it was supporting it but it didn't overtake anything it fit really nicely in with everything else it was it was well placed yeah and the clean tones the rhythm guitar tones underneath that's the first time i feel like i've i i heard the guitar with the tone knob turned up because like a lot of the rest of the of the album is a very muted uh, guitar tone underneath, just playing like big chords, still good like note separation, but it's really to fill in the background it's that while jazz. Mm-hmm. that's yeah. yeah, it's like that jazz guitar sound, uh, big giant hollow body with the tone knob rolled back halfway. <laughs> yeah, and like and like on that song, it was like the first time I realized, or the first time I felt I realized, like oh, we've we've turned it up, and it's a lot. It's it's a lot more sparkle happening with the guitar. Yeah. So, thank you, Chad, for coming on. It was great. To, thanks for having me. It was great to you know, hear about Wolf Alice. I never heard of them before. Uh, do you want to share any social media or anything where people can find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Third Coast Chad. That's three R D Coast and Chad. Um. And that's me on Twitter occasionally and Instagram kind of when I feel like it. 
<laughs> and Dan, where can people find you? Again, you can find me at Dwight Privilege on Instagram. Chad, before we let you go, you said at the beginning that you, before we started recording, that you had a couple of band recommendations. Oh yeah, what else oh, are you yeah. listening to, man? Share the love, let people hear it. The the one thing that I have to shout out, just because they put on this was my first concert back since COVID, and they put on such a monster show. It's a band out of Austin called Think No Think, and. I have never, not since the days that I was in a band, have I seen a band give literally all of the damn things for 14 people. And uh, they, they've they been on tour uh, with Gary Clark Jr. They've been opening for him for like two years before COVID shut everything down. They are very well worth checking out. Um, and just go see them live if you get a chance. I don't know if they're getting out of Austin at all so far. Um, I have never seen such blatant disregard for a Fender offset tremolo or the rest of the stage <laughs> or the gear or that much trust in a guitar strap because that dude's slinging everything around his head. Um, ah, if I awesome. can, if I can share this one moment, what I thought was certainly going to be the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my dude on guitar hugs the neck of it and pile drives it into the floor what? and breaks everything breaks everything and i'm like certainly this is the end of the show no (laughs) (laughs) wailing feedback and squealing everything the amp is off of the amp case like everything is just pedal board halfway across the stage guitar like the jack plate is hanging out of the guitar like we're done this has to be done hi-hat starts clicking off account and i'm like maybe not bass starts playing a thing and this dude through the first verse tries to retune this devastated guitar (laughs) (laughs) shoves the jack plate back in the front of the strat tries to retune plays the chorus drastically out of tune makes it work awesome though makes it work sounds beautiful by the time we get to like the the break of the song, the guitar is in tune close enough, and they still play two more songs <laughs> with this destroyed guitar. <laughs> Hell yeah. Rack full of guitars next to him, but no, we will stick to this one. This is the one that's getting played. Awesome. But yeah, think Dude, no I'm think. Sold. I'm definitely going to check them out. Definitely. Yeah, think no think. Definitely check them out. Okay. Well, I'm going to go listen to some more Wolf Alice and try to pinpoint all these snare reverbs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't catch the first yeah, time because it's, it's a really so good perspective. And I want to listen to it and uh, listen to the arc and, and try to capture more of that vibe like you were describing, Chad, because I really think you were onto something there. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, thank you, Chad. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Dan, what's for next week? We have another guest next week. Yeah, next week we have another guest coming on, a young gentleman named Jonathan Fleissner, who is another big music buff, and he and I were just chatting, and uh, he wants to review the new Strokes record that I haven't even given a listen to yet. It's been out for a few months, and shame on me for not listening to it. So I'm excited to dig into that. We're going to do the new Strokes record, and we're going to do another band that Jonathan and I are both fans of uh, called Man Man, and Man Man has an album that came out in 2020 that's going to be a lot of fun to dig into um i have a feeling mark you're gonna have you're, you might struggle a little bit with it this week i'm sorry in advance man man's <laughs> awesome though there's so much fun dude uh and it's 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 me and jonathan are gonna geek out and you're gonna be like it was okay <laughs> <laughs> well we'll see i don't know maybe maybe well sometimes i've surprised that's you. my prediction it's just my prediction <laughs> okay well that's for next week and so thank you everybody for listening we'll see you all next week Ba 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 ah 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 ah